You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good morning, uh, guys and gals. Uh, we're going to get through everything here on your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. This Pete Smith is back in the saddle once again. Uh, we'll get to, obviously, a little bit of you know week three Pete's reactions on that. Uh, guys, you could have given it. Mean, I know I wrote it solo, but you guys could have given it a few more downloads. I get it's the weekend, but come on. Uh, so if you haven't gotten to that, by all means, go ahead and check that out. Uh, we're going to get rolling through here, but you know, obviously there's only one and one only place to absolutely start this episode. Uh, Pete, I take a day off. I, I try to go away with the fam for a little bit, relax. And all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up and Andrew Luck, what do you want to say? Top five, top seven quarterback in the NFL at 29 years old for now. The book is closed on Andrew Luck, which for the Colts, it's tough because obviously you guys have listened to this. Anybody who's been with us for, you know, the entire offseason, we've talked about where the Colts were headed. And this could be something that, you know, a Browns-Colts rivalry could have been a thing for a long, long time. And the whole thing, Pete, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it's bizarre. I guess it's just bizarre in its timing. Yes. Um, so apparently Adam Schefter basically, you know, robbed him of his moment as he was intending to have a press conference today at three o'clock uh, was going to tell his teammates after the game um, and all that stuff. Like he, he said, he's uh, you know, this, this thought popped into his head about, you know, for the past two weeks. Um, if you go back and do some looking things that were said by uh, uh, Ballard, they knew um, and they have sort of been hinting at this a little bit, talking about how, you know, you know, Andrew Luck's injury situation is unfortunate, but they're really excited about Jacoby Brissett and some of those other things. Uh, they've been sort of hinting at this a little bit. Um, it was fascinating to watch him do his press conference. Uh, obviously, he was a little bit, you know, on the spot, uh, given the situation. Uh, you know, he was hurt. Uh, that people were booing him, um, as as understandably anyone would be. Um, he talked about how he's been basically in a four-year cycle of rehab, painful rehab um, that just has sucked the life out of him in terms of the game of football, um, and uh, that that has just you know made this decision clear for him. Uh, but uh, it was interesting that uh, when he was asked. You know, what happens if you're, you know, healthy in a year? Uh, what what would, would you rule out coming back? And, and Andrew Luck basically said, I, I'm not, I don't know the future. And I don't know if he's the type of guy who would come back, but it was at least interesting that he didn't, you know, honest in, in one sense that, you know, he didn't go, no, I'm never coming back. He, but he just said, I don't know the future. So you can expect we're going to see a lot of people writing stuff and, and those type of things about, you know, coming back in a year. And my immediate reaction is he's going to be a Pittsburgh Steeler in a year, and I'm going to have to deal with that for another, you know, <laughs> seven years or so. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Andrew Luck, healthy, uh, was a top-ten quarterback. Uh, he had potentially a decade in front of him of, of, of high-level football and, uh, you know, the potential to be a Hall of Famer. And this changes the dynamic of the AFC – 
because the Colts, you know, if you, if you were sort of looking, this is the Browns have a Super Bowl window for the next couple of years, and you were sort of looking around saying, who are the teams that sort of stand out as other contenders that could be, you know, they could butt up against the Colts were one of those teams where you're saying, man, they've got Andrew Luck. They've got a lot of ca- salary cap space. They've got a lot of young players like Quentin Nelson and uh, Darius Leonard and a number of other players that were very cheap. They've sort of, you know, hit, hit the right notes at the right time and, and they could be really dangerous. They obviously went to the playoffs last year uh, and that they look like a team that could be around for a while. And, and, you know, along with the chiefs, um, you can't rule out the Patriots. And, and then, you know, if Lamar Jackson hits the Ravens and, and I, I, on some level, you can't rule out, out the Steelers. Uh, but uh, the Colts and the Chiefs are the two teams that really stood out to you and said, you know, these teams and the Browns really look like they could be good for a, a, a sustained run that Baker Mayfield, Andrew Luck and, and Pat Mahomes were going to be basically competing for potentially the the right to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. And now Jacoby Brissett is not a bad quarterback. He's capable. He's talented. He's got experience. He's just not Andrew Luck. And I don't think this rules the, the Colts from, out for making the playoffs by any stretch, but they just aren't that team where you're sitting there going, man, these guys are an obvious contender and you've got to watch out for the Colts. They are a team who's going to fight, could still win the AFC South, but they just don't have that same – you know, elite level that they could have could have if they have Andrew Luck. Uh, look, if you're just a football fan, this is this is a bad day. I mean, you you wanna you know you wanna see the product at its ultimate best. Um, Andrew Luck, um, obviously, you know, if if you guys follow enough, his father's now running the XFL. His father is an extremely intelligent man. Andrew, obviously, a Stanford graduate. He's you know he's a very very intelligent guy. Um, he's got about probably close to a hundred million dollars already put away. Um, you know, if this, if this is what he feels is best for him right now, and it's to the point where it's not that, you know, there's the old adage of, you know, the mind is willing, you know, but the body's not, this isn't the case so much. It's that the mind is kind of being diminished due to all the hard work to get the body there. Um, if this was something that had been in the talks for them, I tell you what, it was hidden really well. Cause if you watch that week two preseason game, Andrew Luck obviously didn't play, but you know, there was a lot of showing him on the sidelines with Jacoby Briss with the offensive coaches certainly looks, you know, looked like a guy who was, I think he, I think he was all in and it was just a question of, you know, am I going to commit or is it maybe best time for me to step away? Uh, Colts fans, it's a tough blow. There's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, you were, I think this affects the rounds. Maybe now where there could be, you know, your second wild card. I mean, we've talked about it. We think it's probably Chargers Chiefs. You know, you're going to get two out of the West. Maybe this opens up the opportunity for two teams out of the AFC North. So there's that. And, it, you know, and the whole thing about, you know, I, you know, I, I can't predict the future. And maybe, you know, his mind will change. Um, but look, you know, you know, we how many times have people tried to say this about Calvin Johnson? And for you older people, how many years did we say, well, when's Barry going to come back? When's Barry Sanders going to come back? Um, look at 29. Maybe those odds are a little bit better. Uh, it's you know unfortunate for any football fan, but you, you know you can't tell anybody how to live live their life. And if it's the point where Andrew Luck wasn't even getting off seasons, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. And Pete, I mean, let's be honest, the guy still carries a flip phone, so he certainly certainly beats to his own drum. Sure. Um, the slight difference I would say with 
uh, Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders is that uh, Andrew Luck moves the needle so much that he can essentially he makes the team a contender immediately. And those, you know, in some respect, Barry Sanders was clear that, you know, he. Barry just was. Yeah, exactly. He, he didn't have he enough. Never gonna win. Yeah. Knew he was never going to win. And that was what drove him insane. Um, Calvin, uh, you know, I don't know how, you know, it, that might've been a little different, but nevertheless, it, I mean, it's a little bit different with quarterback. That said, I, I don't in, expect Andrew Luck to come back by any stretch. It's just, something that could happen and, and is certainly something that will be speculated into the ground uh, for the, for the next, next year. Uh, but, you know, and things could change. Like let's say Jacoby Brissett were to get injured uh, next year. Um, and they, you know, Andrew Luck sort of sees himself and I, I can, I'm, I feel good. I, you know, I, I love these guys. I, you know, I feel like I can help them out. I don't want to, you know, you, you never know, but, for the moment, it, it's, it sucks for the NFL uh, by virtue of the fact that he's a great, great player and he was obviously very fun to watch. You know, it would have been, it would have been you know, it, on the one hand, it is good news for the Browns in that morbid way that, you know, the Colts get worse, there's a chance to get better. On the other hand, there's no question that it would have been fun to watch, you know, Baker Mayfield and Andrew Luck face off with these, you know, stacked teams in the playoffs for the right to compete for the Super Bowl in the same way that, you know, the, the Chiefs and the Colts and the Browns and the Col- Chiefs uh, could, could have that same dynamic. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, it's not good for the NFL to lose a great player uh, that is, you know, a good representative for the league. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it is, it, 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 it's unfortunate. This is certainly unprecedented in the way it happened by base. I've never seen a, you know, retirement press conference in 1030 at night. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, you can, you can say the NFL in a very callous sense, um, is unique in how well, how easily it can sort of move on from these type of things, uh, in, in a way that the NBA can't, or, you know, even major league baseball, major league baseball for the most part can, but it's still a little bit different. It loses a, a, a huge star and it, and it just feels like another beat, uh, in, in the normal, you know, the normal schedule. Just again, I mean, tough, tough blow for the Colts, anybody Colts related fans, the, the team that cover, you know, the guys who cover them, the, I'm sorry, the folks that cover them. It's just, you know, it's weird. And to get something, an announcement like this, but, you know, obviously he tried to do everything he could to get himself there. And, you know, we're, you know, if, if you feel you're not going to be 100% of who you were, then maybe you're doing your team more damage than you are doing to help it. It's a new season, guys. Antonio Brown is on the Raiders. Le'Veon Bell is a Jet. Odell Beckham is in Cleveland. Andrew Luck, for now, is no longer in the league. The one thing that hasn't changed, where I'm putting my money down on all the games. My bookie is the place to bet football every weekend. My bookie has roster bonuses, has better bonuses and more prop bets than any other sports book, period. This year, they're hosting their first online ha- uh, handicapping super contest. First place is guaranteed to win at least $100,000, and it only costs you $100 to enter. All you got to do is pick five NFL games against the spread every week to climb the leaderboard and score your share of the huge cash prize pool. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me in the past. You guys know this. My bookie has been sponsoring the show for a long time. That's why my bookie is always the right play. You bet. You win. 
they pay. It is that simple. MyBookie has live in-game betting on every NFL game. They've got the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for fantasy folks out there, you can even bet on over-under on how many fantasy points your player will score in each game. Again, up to $1,000 first deposit bonus. Double your first deposit. You want to play heavy, they'll match it up to $1,000. you got $2,000 to play with. If you know what you're doing, that'll cover you a season. Use the promo code Locked On. All caps, space, locked, space, on to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online today. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code locked on, all caps, with a space, when creating your account to claim your bonus. Bet, win, get paid. It's that simple. Now, Pete, obviously you didn't, you know, you were tied up Friday night, obviously, with, uh, you know, the Streetsboro boys. So obviously, you know, you got to go back and rewatch. Um, guys, I was slated to head out early, early, so there was no way to wait for Pete to get home, you know, get his rewatch in, and, and so, you know, I obviously I gave you guys a live post-game show. Uh, Pete, there was, a, obviously you weren't on the time. It was a lot of, a lot of negativity towards the Browns offense, and, you know, normally it's you and I who are creating some negativity, and here's me on the timeline all night trying to explain people that maybe 4,000 total yards and 30 touchdowns of what will be the 2019 Browns offense didn't play. But look, the O-line was terrible. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't even know if they were terrible per se, but certainly uh, Greg Robinson didn't play as well as you'd like. He, made, he had a couple just bad penalties and, and bad reps. Um, Eric Cush is, you can add him to the list of guys who are not really up to the task of blocking and Dominican Sue. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I didn't really, when I watched it, I didn't really say, well, the protection is the reason the offense is, is, isn't succeeding. Uh, certainly, uh, I would like to see Kareem Hunt play a hell of a lot better than I have in the preseason games he's been in. I mean, uh, uh, you know, reportedly he's doing great in practice and stuff. But if you're saying, you know, if you're watching the preseason games and you're wondering where is this guy um, that, that it was worth all this hassle and, and trouble and you're saying, well, he should be a great player. He just hasn't been so far. So that's a little bit disappointing. But, you know, even if you take out Chubb, Najoku, you know, Beckham, those guys, you know, Baker Mayfield just was off. He just was missing passes that he probably wouldn't normally miss. Um, and, and some of that you could say, well, if he had, you know, player A, B, and C, maybe they, they could make up for some of the error, room for error, sure. Uh, but there are passes that he missed that, you know, he, he will be the first to tell you um, he is unhappy with, you know, like the, throwing the ball over – Demetrius Harris's head in the end zone type thing. And, and some of the passes where he's just off and the ball's out of reach or whatever, a lot of passes were sailing a little bit high. Um, you know, he knew those guys weren't going to play and he was I, uh, the guy who wanted to play a half of football. Uh, you know. So it, it, it's frustrating from that standpoint, but certainly not the end of the world. I mean, Baker Mayfield has gotten to the point where he's so good that it feels like he should be able to take, you know, four street free agents and he's still going to find his way to the end zone at least once. So, you know, as much as you want to say, well, you know, there's all this stuff. No, I mean, Baker Mayfield is the first to tell you that he didn't 
you know, he's not happy with how he played, and nor should he be. Freddie Kitchens wasn't happy with how he played. And that's – he gets as much praise as he does because he's great, and, and that's also the, the standard he sort of set for himself. And, and by no stretch am I sitting there going, well, you should be worried about Baker Mayfield. He was just slightly off, and it made a big difference. And, and certainly you had guys like uh, Jalen Strong who did not play well. You had uh, – Rashard Higgins, who's the only guy out there that was remotely reliable, uh, and and he was you know good, but not as good as he could be. I mean, if he if he pulled down the one in the corner of the end zone, I mean, it would have been an absolutely outstanding catch. He had it, tried to uh, tried to you know, adjust it to secure it uh, when he went to the ground and ended up losing it. But that would just been an outstanding catch. And 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 the, you know, as much as Baker Mayfield, you know, he made that throw and he made a couple of other really nice throws. The stuff that I really liked out of what I saw from Mayfield was how he was navigating the pocket. Like that, that part of the game was, you know, top of the line. He was right where he wanted to be. And, you know, he, on the one, he, you know, he, he drifts back in the pocket. He gets pressured. He avoids um, initial contact, finds a receiver, and draws a, a uh, late hit penalty all in the same play. I mean, that's where you see those hints of being special. But uh, my biggest takeaway from the offense was that uh, clearly – DJ Montgomery is the heart and soul of this team, and they just could not out him. And <laughs> a big hurdle to overcome for this team that you know you lose somebody that important to your offense, and everybody just seemed to be off, and that, that's unfortunate. But no, uh, I'm not remotely worried. I don't sit here and go, "Well, the Browns are going to be awful now," or you know, they've got to fix this, that, and the other. Um, I think they will be fine. I, 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 I you know, I don't love Eric Cush to begin with, but I'm not sitting here going, well, man, that's going to be a huge problem. I just think he got beat up by, you know, and Sue, who's really, really good, uh, especially when he only has to play part of the time and he, you know, is, is basically on a pitch count before before the game starts, uh, that he only has to play basically a half. Um, that is the dream scenario for Indomitian Sue. He can just unleash hell as much as possible. So um, that's certainly not the game you want to – um, have as your sort of quote-unquote dress rehearsal, but what, what I think it, it works for in terms of Freddie Kitchens um, is giving and, and Baker Mayfield is giving them just that little bit of extra ability to sort of point to this and go, you know, we got to, you know, work harder. We got to, you know, we aren't, it's not going to be as easy as, as people think it is, you know, to, you've got two weeks to get the, the ship right where you want it to be heading into the Tennessee Titans. You're not going to play against the fourth preseason game. So you've got essentially what amounts to be uh, a bye week and, and the practices that come with to get ready to go. So I think everybody gets that little bit of maybe uh, it locks them in a little bit more to see that type of game and, and to have a game. But any, any game where Baker Mayfield is on the field and you don't get in the end zone – is not, you know, is not up to his level. That's just, I don't care who's out there. That's, that's, that's how good he is and how much that's the standard. So frustrating, but certainly nothing you're sitting there going, man, this is, this is it. This is the end of the world. This is, this is all facade. The Browns really aren't going to be that good. <laughs> yeah, it's all burn it down, tear it down. Um, 
one thing I didn't get to, uh, you know, the, as far as the post game when I, uh, that I gave you guys, um, it, like I, I kind of equated, like it was, if you were really going to sit Odell, you were going to sit David, you were going to sit Jarvis, you were going to sit Nick. Ideally, then you probably just sit Baker anyway. But I kind of go back to, uh, you know, Joe Torre used to talk about Derek Jeter all the time, and they're like, well, why doesn't he ever take it off? Why doesn't he ever get a day off? And Joe Torre, because he's so into it, he's annoying. I, I, don't want him, I don't want him around. So I think that's kind of what it was. I mean, Freddie was going to say, man, I'm going to have to sit here with three games in a row with Baker right next to me, chirping about everything, play-wise, play-calling, give me the play, and, and him not getting a play, it was just, you know, I don't know if I can deal with it. So, all right, I'll appease him. We'll give him his half. Um you know, in the end results, you know, I'm not worried about it because most of these guys he was playing with, you know, aren't guys he's really going to be playing with. So I'm not too concerned about it that way. Uh, one thing for me, Pete, I was hoping to see a little bit more of Damian Ratley at wide receiver. We didn't get to see that. So that's going to see how that shakes up. I guess essentially, you know, Willie's is obviously in it, I would say at this point. Yes. So how wide receiver six shakes out is something I definitely have my eyes on. Um, how the rest of the tight end position, I mean, because it was, you know, that was another one. I mean, you know, obviously we know Harris is here. We know Njoku's here as far as a third and maybe a fourth. But we did see DeValve going back to what he did late in the, the season last year where he was, you know, giving you some fullback looks. Yeah, um, look, and, and I talk, we talked about – or I, should, I, I wrote an article talking about this, and, and we talked about this last year because he did a little bit. That, that's exactly the type of player he should be. You know, he was an, you know, a slot option anyway, but he's also an H back. I mean, he's done a lot of things as a wing, uh, you know, on, 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 you know, counter type poles and those type of things, skip poles up into the hole. Uh, it's not a huge leap for him to play fullback. He's, he's got, you know, good size for it. He's, you know, about six, two and two hundred and. 40 to 250 pounds. Um, I think part of the problem or part of the reason that shocks people is because he's dealt with injuries that, Oh, he he must not be able to play fullback. Um, You know, that's not really how it works. And and if that's something he can do um, that one could be the ticket to him making the roster. uh, And two could be a really good way for him to, to, to be a weapon on this team is that if you want to use a true fullback or wing or whatever, that he can be really dangerous in the play action passing game um, out of the backfield like that. Like that's, that's the, you know, sort of a dream scenario as opposed to sort of a, an old school, you know, f- fullback. And, and, and I don't know what Joe carriage really does or doesn't do in terms of the passing game, but you know, you don't want, you don't love the idea of having a fullback who can only be a blocking back uh, and can't really give you anything else. I mean, if, if you, if you, if that's part of your offense, fine, but, if Devolve can and do this, and 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 I think he can, uh, he's if he can stay healthy and all that stuff, then that gives them what they want in terms of a short yardage blocking back, and gives them a little bit of flexibility in terms of how they want to uh, have their roster that he could be tight end three, uh, and combine that into one one roster spot, which would be great. Um, I don't think there's any doubt that the Browns like Seth Devolve. They just want Seth Devolve to be on the field. Um, and that's going to be ultimately the decision co- comes down to his roster spot. Like, I, I think if Seth Devolve is healthy, I think there's no question he's a Cleveland Brown. But, you know, his track record is what it is. And, you know, Freddie Kitchens has talked about this. He wants, he wants to know what he's getting out of players. And, 
that unfortunately is part of the devolve equation. So, you know, if he doesn't make the team, you know, it's pretty clear why. And if he does, it's pretty clear why. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question where, you know, where, where his talent suggests he can be versus availability on the field. It's in, you know, I mean, he's just found a way to contribute. Um, you know, it was tough always competing with David Njoku. What has David Njoku always given you? He's always been healthy regular season-wise. Uh, but there's a role here, and it, it's it's all on health. Uh, so, obviously, we've given you some talk here on the offense. We got into the Andrew Luck news. Get to the uh, defense here in a second. But, guys, remember, uh, season's coming. He got literally – he got about two weeks from today. Got to get geared up. Got to get what you need, whether whether you're making your way out to First Energy, whether you're hosting parties, going to parties, Zabo Apparel. You guys know I love the company. Uh, Veteran-owned. Love I love the apparel. I love the uniqueness and the ideas in the shirts, and the shirts are certainly high quality. Go ahead. Check, your, check out some Zabo Apparel. Get yourself, guys, gals, ready for game day. In what was just a small glimpse, Pete, this defensive line – I mean, and look, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, <laughs> we're not talking about one of the greatest offensive lines ever assembled in Tampa. But, and we have kind of gotten into this and kind of emphasized it is, and there was one prime example where Larry Ogunjobi was double teamed. Well, guess what? That's your worst nightmare because now you got Sheldon Richardson, Olivier Vernon, and Miles Garrett all one-on-one. -on -one, and it, 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 this is going to be fun, Pete. And, and when we talked about potential sack numbers, and then remember you had to recalibrate it because you thought how low you were when you actually priced it out. But my God, if that went a full game, James, James Winston may have gotten sacked 12 or 13 times. I do not understand why Bruce Arians did not take him out. Um, he was getting beaten down left and right. It, 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 he was a giant bloated 250-pound pinata, and the Browns defensive line was definitely going to get the candy at some point. Uh, even when he didn't get sacked, he was getting hit. And, and the few times he wasn't pressured, uh, he felt pressure because of the amount of, uh, amount of intensity that the Browns were bringing. They just they could not block all the pass rushers. Uh, they, they did some blitz stuff that had, you know, guys end up completely unblocked. I mean, Devereaux Lawrence had the one sack where he was almost untouched. Uh, blowing it up, and you had Anthony Zettel come off the edge with Schobert blitzing inside the force pass. Um, they completely dominated the game for about, you know, for, for almost three quarters. Uh, the first half um, was a joke in terms of how just easily they were able to sort of keep uh, Jameis Winston from doing anything. And obviously they were without Mike Evans, uh, who's a great player, but um, you know, they, they, they could not block any of them. Olivier Vernon uh, just, you know, crumpled that poor right tackle on the first snap. Uh, <laughs> Dotson. Yeah, and, and, and he got another one, and Sheldon Richardson got a, got a sack. I mean, it, you got that immediate return from those two guys uh, that looked great. Chris Kirk's got a sack. Joe Schobert was all over the field drawing, holding penalties and causing pressure. Uh, Anthony Zettel. Uh, was able to get in there and cause some pressure. You know, it, he really does seem like he's become that uh, next defensive end up. Jannard Avery, I don't think they really used him as a pass rusher at all. They basically used this game to, to use him entirely on uh, some some Sam stuff and, and linebacker drops. Uh, and, and all this happened, and Miles Garrett's sitting there on the sideline. He's the best one of all of them. 
so if you have a questionable protection scheme or offensive linemen that aren't, you know, up stuff, the Browns, as they are currently constituted, are going to kill your quarterback. And, and obviously, you know, uh, Blaine Gabbert came in in the, in the third quarter uh, and, and left with a shoulder injury. And you certainly you're not sitting there rooting for injuries, but at the same time that, you know, that's sort of the nature of the game that if, if you can't protect your quarterback, that those hits are going to take their toll. And, and, and he may be out for a significant amount of time. Uh, they, they, the Bucks signed Vinny Tessaveri's kid. Uh, I don't even know where he, how he played college football. Uh, Honestly, it may have been like he ended up finally at like UMass, but he's been with them before. The only reason he's there is right now he knows the playbook. Right. So, I mean, it was that 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 made it all the more surprising that, that Bruce Arians was sort of leaving Jameis out there because if he comes up, you know, injured or or, or whatever, he took like I can't I can't imagine the the amount of bruises and, and battering that guy had. He, I just had visions of him like just in a tub for hours uh, trying to shake that thing off. Uh, you know that that team is done. I mean, I, I don't think Jameis Winston's a great quarterback by any stretch, but. You know, if you go from him to the, the the next guy up, I mean, at that point, you might as well just go ahead and, and, and try to see what you can do in the draft because you just don't have enough there. So uh, if that is a scene of things to come, um, you know, the Titans who are, are going to be without uh, at least one of their tackles for the opener, um, that is that is terrifying. And, and certainly uh, for Browns fans, this had to be just everything you could have ever wanted uh, to see from those guys who aren't Miles Garrett, because you already know what Garrett's going to give you, to see all these other guys just flying around dominating. I, 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 it, it's going to be difficult not to sort of take for granted how good these guys are, because there's, there was almost the sense where, like, you know, you're watching any time the quarterback drop back, you're sitting there wondering, well, what's taking them so long? Somebody, somebody should be there already, and uh, that's just – the level of talent they have. So if they can stay healthy, if they can stay fresh, and I'm hoping guys like Devereaux Lawrence and Trevon Coley and, and some of these guys are going to make it so they can uh, keep Okunjobi and, and Richardson fresh, then that's going to make them that much more dangerous that they have uh, the reserves to, to keep these guys going at full speed because when they're flying around, they're dangerous. And obviously that's the slightly – misleading part about you know th- this type of preseason game is because it's a first half and you're not playing you know full game there is an element where you can sort of let loose the entire way in that first half because you know you're going to be done you're only playing you know 30 minutes of football as opposed to 60 and that can change things but nevertheless uh huge huge returns uh on the early one i mean they sacked Jameis five five times in the first half uh it, it beat the hell out of him just consistently and and the offense was completely shut down yeah i mean it even got to the point where he couldn't complete passes anymore anyway because even if he broke out of the pocket i mean he was just you know just basically chucking at that point there was one where perriman was deep and i put up the t the tweet uh you know foul ball but it was literally i mean it was 12 yards i mean the camera guy lost the ball lost the play just wildly inaccurate but that's what happens when you you know you 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 feel you feel you know four guys, five guys all up on you. And it's just a matter of which one's actually going to get you. I mean, he was, you know, he, he almost, you know, kind of looked like a wounded animal where he just was not athletic enough to deal with these guys that were coming at him all day long. Pete Browns wise league wise. It's been a couple of days. Anything. 
Yeah, um, and this could be big for the Browns. Well, big, relatively speaking. Uh, the, the Green Bay Packers have, have decided that they're going to release Josh Jones, the former second-round pick out of NC State, who is a really nice prospect coming out. Uh, they have signed Adrian Amos in the offseason. They, they drafted Darnell Savage. Uh, Jones is was in that last draft class that Elliot Wolf and Alonzo Highsmith were part of. Uh, he's got a ton of size. He's like 220 pounds, uh, has a little bit of experience in free safety, certainly fits the mold of a box safety type that could do some of those things in the big nickel, uh, could theoretically give the Browns a little more help um, at free, sa- free safety depth-wise. Sheldon or Sheldrick Redwine, you know, looks like a rookie uh, so far struggling. So if they want a little more uh, proven, you know – play maybe that they could go to a guy like Jones. He's, he, he turns 25 into uh, September. Uh, you know, this, this is obviously the team they got to Randall from, you know, it fits the mold of Greg Robinson, Brashad Perryman, those types of things. And, and, and the Browns are not, you know, there are a lot of positions where they don't have room to add help. Safety is definitely one where they could absolutely use some more help. And that could be a great fit for the Browns. Uh, at, at, you know, it, once he's sort of gets out there. So it's an interesting one. And actually here, uh, cause I did go to uh, locked on Packers host, uh, Peter Bukowski. We've done shows together. And I asked for you know, the two cents. His best reps as a Packer were as an outside linebacker where he could blitz or cover underneath areas, has some ability in man coverage too. For all his speed and athleticism, he's never really been a good zone coverage defender. So there's somebody who's covered him for his career. Uh, you got the ties. Um, we've talked about, you know, you know where they're going to go. I mean, with this nickel safety type, type of thing, you can use a guy like him in running downs or whatever. I mean, it's certainly going to be a name to look for. And, you know, I, I don't think anybody has any confidence to say that this safety room is complete at this point. You know, Whitehead, who was supposed to be such a talk of spring, <clears throat> I've seen – Barely nothing of him this summer. Pete, over at Browns Maven, what's the latest? Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Friday I did an article on, you know, the, the price of keeping Garrett Gilbert and, and, you know, the possible consideration that maybe a team would trade for him. Uh, you know, this was looking for <laughs> Panthers and, and Cam Newton, who should be fine, but uh, uh, Drew Locke is injured for a while, and obviously Blaine Gabbard is injured for a while. Um, I don't think the, the Browns are going to go that route, but nevertheless uh, did a thing on the – asking the question, who will be the Browns' sixth wide receiver in light of DJ uh, Montgomery's injury? Uh, and, and that's certainly up in the air, especially after that game. And then another one talking about Chris Kirksey and Mac Wilson and their, the collision course they're on. And then – uh, last night I, I did a thing on the pass rush and Andrew Luck. So, and I'll be writing up a thing here shortly on Josh Jones, uh, as well as probably Baker Mayfield at some point today. So plenty, plenty, plenty going on over there. It's a time. <clears throat> it's time. Everybody <clears throat> recharge your jets as I am choking <clears throat> away over here. Okay, and as always, guys, the best way you can assist uh, Pete, assist me, uh, the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, subscribe, 
five-star rating, those nice, juicy written reviews. Always appreciate it, guys, for everybody being along for a ride. Uh, obviously, for Pete, over at Browns Maven on Twitter. Make sure you're following over there, brownsmaven.com. Sign up, become a member, get involved with the forums. Just straight Browns talk, you know, the Twitter nuances and the fact that what's been put on this Browns team as far as expectations and pressure. Obviously you're going to deal with a lot of naysayers. You get over there pretty much. You're only talking with Browns fans can make your life a little easier and for some better conversation, make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith, underscore the podcast itself at locked on Browns, all lowercase uh, follow back account. DMS are open. Anything I can help you guys with anything you'd like put on the show. You guys know you can reach me over there and you know, we'll do our best to incorporate into it. And you guys bring a lot of good ideas, which eventually lead to some great talking points for Pete and I. Uh, me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open there as well. Um, appreciate everybody. Obviously, you know, the guest appearances are picking up here for other things and probably will only do some more as we get into the regular season. Trying to accommodate everybody I can. Um, doing the best with it. Um, sadly, I'm just not going to be able to, you know, help everybody out here. Once school starts here, things are going to pick up a little bit, you know, as far as all of that is concerned. But uh, I do appreciate uh, everybody for everything, you know, that you bring to the show, uh, your listenership, subscribing, all the feedback, all the interesting talking points. Uh, we're going to close it out here with Detroit. Uh, fun week ahead. And, you know, once that that Thursday night is over, that's it. It's, you know, it's on a Tennessee. It's real. And, uh, you know, we'll see if this uh, 2019 Cleveland uh, Browns product this is essentially, you know, up for the highway test. So we'll, we'll find out soon enough, everybody. With that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.